everyone. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Irish Balance podcast. If you are new to the podcast, you're very welcome. I'm delighted to have you and you've got a bank of episodes prior to this one to listen to. And if you are a regular listener, welcome back and thank you for joining me again this week. In case you're new, um, I'll just give you a little bit of introduction about who I am. So I'm Kira, an Irish girl and qualified medical doctor. And I'm really passionate about public health and preventative medicine, particularly how our lifestyles affect our health. And in today's podcast episode, we're going to focus on the physical activity side of that. I want to use my podcast uh, to show you guys that we can empower ourselves to live happy, healthy lifestyles full of balance. And I think uh, today's guest definitely embodies that. And I'm really excited to bring her on. Um, so today's guest is Natalie Lennon, who some of you might know um, from Instagram as at Natalie Lennon, or you might know her in person. And um, she's a personal trainer, fitness influencer, nutrition coach and friend of mine. And she has a background in earth science as well. And the reason I brought Natalie onto the podcast is because her message around fitness is really one of balance, um, making it realistic, making fitness enjoyable in your lifestyle and um, really at the individual level. And she shares a lot of her own experience in this as well. And I think that's something we could all do with taking um, a bit of an approach to and um, focusing on what we enjoy, what's sustainable and realistic. So Natalie, welcome to the Irish Bands podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, Kira. It is an absolute honor. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we were able to put this date in the diary. I have been trying to get Natalie on the podcast for quite a while. So it's great to finally sit down and have a chat. So I'm really, really glad to um, have your time um, with us today. So what I'd love to do is just, first of all, I always um, ask each guest to sort of introduce themselves. And I know I've given you a little bit of an intro there, but yeah. hearing it from yourself would be brilliant. Just your story, your background, how you've got to where you are today. Sure. Um, so small task. <laughs> <laughs> small task. I'll try and make it a long story cut short, pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, when I finished my leaving cert, I did not have a clue what I wanted to do. Um, still feel like I'm not sure what I'm doing, but I went into earth sciences in Trinity in Dublin because I just felt like I was good at geography and um, finished my degree and as much as I did like geography starting off I grew to hate it a little bit by the end of the <laughs> it was just so difficult Um saying that I did really enjoy it I just knew once I finished my degree I needed a break from study and from that industry that area and I really grew to love fitness throughout my final year I was always quite active as a child I'd done a lot of dancing and um, throughout like my leaving certificate year I started to do like just small amounts of running and then in my final year that was the first time I really took on any sort of fitness program and um, it was an online guide that I started following and I just grew to love fitness so much um, that then when I finished I said I would work part-time for a while save up the money to go to a PT course so yeah. then I done a PT course October after I finished my degree so that would have been god was it 2016 now and okay. I was sharing my own journey online um and basically once my Instagram started to grow sharing my journey I guess that kind of gave me a little bit of a push forward to try and pursue fitness as a career for at least a year or two because I felt I had that to play around with I didn't do transition year I didn't take a year out and I've just kept going with it ever since. So I kept going with my qualifications. You know, I recently just got the nutritional coach quali qualification from the Irish Institute of Nutrition and Health. And um, so 
three, nearly four years later now, I'm still going in it. Um, and I guess that's a long story, but short where I'm at at the minute. <laughs> Fair play to you. I know it's hard for us Irish people to try and condense things down into little bite sizes. But that's so interesting because obviously it is quite different from where you started to where you are now. Um, and I think what kind of stands out to me from your journey you've described is how the you discovered a passion and that became I think um, well I hope I think like I suppose the the foundation of your career or a total career change would that kind of be fair to say? Absolutely fair to say Kira. Um, I did definitely discover my passion for fitness and I could not let it go I knew I would kind of live in regret if I didn't try and go with this a little bit more and also try maybe share a little bit more on Instagram and I have to say if there's anyone listening that you're constantly questioning yourself and whether you really should or should not try do whatever it is Mm. you should always do it because you live in regret otherwise and you can no doubt always go back to what you feel like is your comfort zone right now um Mm. but it's funny like anyone who follows me they may or may not know so what started off as like you know a passion and that's what we're built from and now completely self-employed over over a year now um it also then turned into an obsession and we made our way back to passion but I'm sure we'll touch on that later on um in this podcast episode but it it started off so well and then it's just so easy to become consumed by that so Mm -hmm. like the, the idea of passion versus obsession in fitness and health and I guess career overall is one that I'm very very passionate about and that's why now my platform does revolve so much around trying to share a message that is on more of a balanced level because I've lived um both extremes I guess <laughs> yeah no absolutely very well put I think I mean we, I think it's a good idea to dive into that a little bit um I guess I've kind of I've written about um kind of training too much like you say being a little bit too uh, intense about working out I've written about that on my blog in the past and it's something um I'm not quite as open about sharing as 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 I um not should be just as I, I could be I guess but I think part of that is because some of it is your own personal journey too but yeah. I do think that social media can make it seem like everyone is working out every single day no days off when really that's neither sustainable nor safe um but it's sometimes something um, like I've learned through injuries and things that that's not a good idea but hindsight is a great thing but I, I do think it is easy to fall into that and I, I totally can can resonate as I'm sure can many people listening I'd love to ask how you mentioned you started off with kind of dance and running and things how how was your um I suppose the type of movement that you enjoy how has that evolved over time because I know you do really enjoy weight training as well and dabbling a little bit of yoga from what I've seen dabbling god I need dabbling. to dabble more now than I have in the past <laughs> so basically it was the evolution of um my movement over time so I, I started off doing a home workout guide and um, that was called the bikini buddy guide bbg some listeners oh, yeah. have heard of it absolutely fantastic guide for anyone that is looking to get into fitness and maybe afraid to go to the gym and I guess so as a coach something I'm extremely passionate about is trying to start and I've only realized over the past year how important this is is to help clients start off their relationship with fitness on the right foot yeah. And a lot of people come to me with their relationship already a little bit um, skewed, shall we say, because of social media. And they think right. they have to follow a certain um, 
a certain step process or a certain ladder to get to where it is that they want to be. And having gone up that ladder, because I felt pressure by social media to go that way, mm-hmm. I always try and steer them in a different way now. Um, so what I would say about my home relationship with fitness is, and what I see happen with so many people and possibly what happened with both of us as to why we were overtraining and underfueling in our past, mm-hmm. is this idea, well, obviously, like you said, that social media is constantly telling us that we need to go, go, go. Um, so when I started off doing a small bit of activity, I was doing like three home workouts a week. Um, having done dancing in college, I suppose, finished college, um, that was on the hip hop crew, started this workout guide. You start to see a small amount of progress. And physically, no matter who you are, when you start off exercising and just eating a small bit healthier, you're going to see some physical progress. And everyone complements that in today's society. You know, oh, you look, you know, you look a bit stronger, you look a bit skinnier, you you know, your waist has come in. We always comment on the physical appearance and we do it without realizing how that can subconsciously affect the person that we're saying it to, because then we start to put all of our worth into that physical progress, right? Sure, um, sure. So when I started to see that progress and I started to maybe get some comments like that, I started to feed off of it subconsciously and looking back now I can see how how negative that relationship really went and I didn't know at the time when I was so deep within it I became addicted to the progress Mm. Um, and that's where I think both of us try really hard to share the message that listen throughout life your physical body is going to change it's going to go up it's going to go down and physical progress can't remain you can't keep on bettering your physical self but you can keep on bettering your mental self and that's something that I've got to see so I I went from this place where I was just wanting to better my physical being so much that I absolutely annihilated my mental being as a result Um, and I started to do a small amount of weight training and I didn't know how I could be better and be better and be better because everyone on social media was constantly you know posting about how much better they were doing or the weight they were losing or the abs they were showing so I decided to do a a bikini competitor competition back in October 2016 and at the time I loved it do you know I was just so consumed by the whole process and at the time I was so sure that this was just a mental challenge and it was you know, just a good idea for me to see how I could push myself and show people how much I could adhere to something and that it it was just a, you know, a mental challenge and that afterwards it would be fine. I would let my body go back to being softer. But like that, this addiction to progress really came to the fore that when it came to after the competition, whilst I gained some weight for a while, I realized then where was that, you know, what what was I feeding off? I wasn't able to show my abs anymore people weren't able to say oh you're after getting this you're after showing that or you're after losing this much and I fell back into another weight loss period because I was just addicted to progress and I 100% put that all down to pressure from social media Um, and also once we start to share our progress on social media you get so much love for it because obviously it's hard you know and we have to respect the grind as well because losing weight you know 
or gaining weight that you need to it is hard and we need to respect that but I think we need to focus less on rewarding people for their physical changes and more for their mental changes because you don't know how it's going to affect someone down the line and and you don't know yourself how it's going to affect you down the line so that's kind of how my fitness has evolved I went through that period and then at the end of it I I started to see I suppose how saturated social media was with people feeding off of this how I was feeding off of this and how I wanted to completely change my message change my coaching mechanisms Mm. and try and help other people recover from that but maybe you know obviously not go there at all if we can and so that's I guess um an absolute roundabout way of answering no thank you that was really um really honest and I think it's like one of my favorite sayings from the last year is that um you know being vulnerable is being brave and I think sharing there's you know obviously social media there's as people who have you know small followings or bigger followings it can be hard to know where the line is with sharing and getting that message right but I really do think that that's something that you bring out in your content is your experience but in a way that makes it relatable and really you can see how strong how strong your why is to get that message out there and I love the point about mental trumping physical I saw a really interesting post yesterday by uh tally rye who's a uk fitness influencer personal trainer and she had gone she's very um in the most kind of recent months has been sharing a lot of content about the concept of diet culture and the words that we use around certain foods or even certain gym sessions like things like you know fat shredding class or ab blast or you know the concept of like going to the gym on a monday because of a bad weekend and using sort of moralistic words around food things like that and I think we really have to start moving away from that and as you say really focusing on the mental over the physical because you know if your head's not okay that's the foundation that's the first step Um, and really that's the progress that we all need to focus on I think I couldn't agree more yeah I would say that even in sharing you know like being vulnerable and everything it's it's always very hard sharing those types of posts on Instagram and it it doesn't necessarily get easier but then I think I've felt more comfortable with sharing more when you see how many people that's helping and you 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 know you get the messages you get the comments and you don't realize how many people that might not even be responding or liking or commenting are actually soaking in that content and it is helping them so it it is scary because once you post something on the internet it's there forever and we don't know what we want to do you know down the line and how's that going to affect our job prospects but when it comes to bettering someone's mental health and how the fitness industry and social media messaging is going I don't think we can talk about it enough you know yeah absolutely I think it's funny when you think about trends I'm sorry I'm gone completely off topic from what I originally asked you but when you think I think it's, it's helpful for the listeners too like when you think about trends maybe a year or more ago hit so high intensity interval training was the big fitness trend and yeah everyone was seeing hit everywhere and it was this amazing like quotation marks fat loss method that was promoted and everyone thought it was normal to hit including me I will put that out there you know I thought oh, that's the kind of training I need to do 40 seconds on 20 seconds off I didn't even understand what I was doing you know the concept of quality over quantity really was not in my brain at the time and I think like any trend you know these things come and pass but I really think at the moment I'm seeing a lot of conversation around the importance of making fitness and healthy eating sustainable and doing it in a safe way and in a way that's evidence-based and I think that's a trend that we are actually seeing a lot of people post about in social media 
but it's a trend that we really need to, as you say, talk about a lot and hopefully make stay, you know, make other yeah. shades of grey stay to people's minds. Exactly. A hashtag that I started using a while back. Um, and I try to remember from time to time, depending on what I'm speaking about on a post. And if anyone listening wants to use this hashtag and let us know, I just thought it was nice to say hashtag redefining fitness. Um, nice I love that's, that that's what it was about for me and that's what it's about for a lot of people that I work with we're redefining it from being you know completely physically um centered to being obviously more mental um yeah absolutely and what you enjoy um, and we will get to that um within our, our chat um I'd love to chat I mean I suppose I mean, we could we could talk about this all day, the social media side of diet trends and fitness trends and everything. But what I would love to sort of bring to the listeners from our chat today, um, as well as a recognition of the effect of those things on us and our mental health and things, um, I'd love to sort of focus on making fitness accessible and sustainable because I think a lot of people might struggle to find the type of movement that they enjoy or might find the certain challenges they face and um, depending on what's going on in their life. And I'd love to open with that maybe the idea of fitness challenges like you obviously have worked with a lot of different clients and like you know done a lot of events and things what would be the challenges you would say um that you hear from clients or followers that are the biggest and hardest to overcome for let's say maintaining um exercise um whether that's going getting to yoga or getting to the gym or even just getting out for a walk yeah um so it's funny I suppose my clientele and even on Instagram it's it can there's two extremes <laughs> in yeah. the sense I work with but I suppose and probably for a lot of the listeners um gym anxiety is one of the, the biggest challenges for men and women mm. um, and then in that same sense a lot of people feel like the gym is the only way that they can become more active when we need to even as a personal trainer who does a lot of weight training we need to help people realize that there's so much they can do outside the gym um, yeah. if they want to but uh, overcoming that gym anxiety is probably very hard for people and I'm lucky enough that sometimes if I have some clients I can take them in a small studio space because they wouldn't be able to walk into a gym because they literally might break down outside the door they're just afraid that people are going to look at them and mm-hmm. look at their shape or say you know comment on the way that they're exercising um, and I think for a lot of people to overcome that it's it is another expense, but to get a personal trainer at mm. any stage in your life for a few sessions, it's going to help you overcome that anxiety because you're going to be sure that you're doing things right. So that's something that you don't need to worry about. Or get a friend to go in with you, join the class, book the assessment. Um, so I guess that's definitely one challenge. Um, another challenge that a lot of people struggle with would be creating time because yeah. we live in such a, a busy go-getter lifestyle at the minute that we feel like we always need to work we always need to meet up with people um, and it's a, a lot of the work that we do or that I would do is just helping someone prioritize that time for themselves a little bit more mm-hmm. um, and then food is always a huge struggle for people and um, everyone seems to be eating on the go and no one seems to allow themselves the time to just actually make a healthy meal from scratch or even understand the basics of just piecing together a healthy meal yeah. so they're the, the biggest challenges that face a lot of people that I work with but then on the flip side Kira, there's the complete opposite yeah. um, and 
think it's there a lot more than we tend to speak about. And that's helping people overcome actually obsessing over everything and realizing that they don't need to count every single morsel and gram of food that they're eating to be healthy and that they don't need to go to the gym every single day to be healthy. And it's actually helping people to understand that they can scale back their training and live a healthier lifestyle or that they don't need to count their food and they're probably going to be healthier mind and body because of it. So there's two sides there of challenges that I would say exist in terms of people I've worked with. There are so many things I want to dive into from what you said. Honestly, that was such a comprehensive answer. Thank you. I couldn't agree more with all of them. I think to firstly mention, obviously, I think it's very articulate to say this. there is kind of two ends to the extreme. And this is something that I sometimes struggle with myself on social media is that you're wondering what kind of audience you're talking to when you put out a message like this week I was chatting on my blog about sedentary behavior and I'm conscious that a lot of people have very active jobs but also a lot of people have very sedentary jobs you know and you're kind of wondering am I motivating people or am I talking to people who are already probably too active um but to touch on the um obsessing part I think that's so important and I think it is something that's pervaded social media is this concept of counting um macronutrients and probably not micronutrients really And I know that depends on the person's goals and that's an individual choice. But I do think that at times it can cause confusion and confuse people as to what constitutes, um, I suppose, maybe just tuning into our body's hunger signals to knowing what sort of foods we like and not what foods are allowed, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, so true, so true. Um, And then from the other side, I'd love to dive into gym anxiety a little bit because um, I think it is something that can definitely hold people back. And I do love that you said it's not the only way we can be active Mm -hmm. because it can seem like this panacea um, to get in. But even you mentioned about, for example, a personal trainer to get over some of that fear, even just, you know, uh, obviously that's a cost, but a lot of gyms will offer um, someone to just go through stuff with you when you first join, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's so worth doing because once you learn properly once you're going to feel more confident in your abilities in there and um, you just you really have to no matter what it is and you could apply this to any situation in life you have to be willing to feel extremely uncomfortable and to let that anxiety probably just flow through your veins for the first few times you try whatever this new thing is whether it mm. is a local running club or it is going on a date with that guy or it is walking into a gym and meeting your personal trainer because it slowly will disappear the anxiety running through your veins will just disappear and the comfort zone is going to be expanded and whatever it is you're afraid to do is going to be inside of it for the rest of your life you just have to be okay with realizing it's going to be scary and it's going to be hard just for the first few times and then you're set for life you know definitely it's that difference between walking in and not knowing where anything is and it happens you know whether you're a regular gym goer or you're in a new gym or you're completely new to it but a couple of visits in and you will feel like you know exactly where you're going um yeah. I think that's so important yeah. obviously money can be a barrier for people with gyms some gyms are cheaper than others obviously but if someone can't afford a gym or get to a gym what would you say are their best options for staying active like let's say money is that barrier yeah, well, um, oh my gosh, like there is so much online and mm. there's so many 
workouts that you can find online and most people listening here probably have an Instagram account. So on Instagram now you can obviously save workouts, you can save recipes and when you go into your saved areas you can actually put them into different groups. So you can have a group that's literally just saved workouts and you know make sure you're following accounts that are going to share more home workouts. There is also like you can the likes of that guide that I done from home, the BBG guide, or there's apps you can get that do so much for free. Um, you can definitely make use of those at home. And it, it, just getting outside, just going yeah. for a walk, just going for a run. I think if you haven't done anything before, just doing 15 minutes in the morning, it's baby steps. Um, but yeah, I think that's the best way to go about yeah. it. Definitely. You don't need to invest in all of the latest home workout equipment because there's so much that you can do with your body alone. And mm-hmm. like, even myself, I try to share some workouts that are minimal equipment for those at home. And then some will be barbells and everything. So it's trying not to discriminate in the in the workouts that we share online as well. If time is that barrier then, um, like let's say, obviously, I want to bring that up because you mentioned sort of home workouts, which can make things a lot more feasible. How, like, let's say someone gets up in the morning and they have to do work really early. It's a long day sitting at the desk and they get home in the evening. You know, tiredness can be a factor, but time is that biggest barrier. How would you suggest we kind of get activity built into our day? That's such a good question, Kira. And God, it's like the million dollar question for a lot of Isn't people. <laughs> but I think what I would say is, listen, like many people have heard the saying, time is going to pass whether you do this or not. Mm. and people will always listen they're always going to make excuses that work is this and work is that and they need to do this and they need to do that but how are you going to feel if you go to bed tonight having not done whatever it is like your workout or your 20 minute walk how Mm. are you going to feel going to bed again tomorrow night if you still haven't done it how are you going to feel next week if you still haven't done it more than likely your stress is just going to keep on building up and you're going to keep on living in you know, like your sympathetic nervous system switched on Mm. and you're never, ever going to bring it down. So I think if you say, try and fast forward time in your head and say, how am I going to feel if I don't do this? It's probably not going to be good. Likewise, for anyone overtraining, how are you going to feel if you keep on doing this? Mm. It's not going to be good. So if it's the case that your work is too demanding, and I've had this with so many clients, you literally just have to (laughs) kind of sit back and reevaluate your life. Um, um, I've actually had a handful of people have to go and speak to their boss and say, listen, I can't keep doing this amount of overtime or I need to just have, you know, a little bit more time to myself on the weekends. And it, it's never been the case that uh, a workplace hasn't been accommodating and saying, mm. oh, my God, sure, you know, we, we didn't realize you felt this way. Da, 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 da. You're going to be more productive in all areas of life as a result if you are looking after your health. So you have to remind yourself of that. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. I think it's so important that we we really do forget about putting those cornerstones of our lifestyle first, you know, and we think, you know, I have to get to work, I have to get that done. You're like, well, if you're not your best, you will not be your best for those things, whether that's your career, whether it's your family, whether it's your friends, like it's, it's just so important. And I think maybe it's the way as healthcare professionals, we've known about lifestyle maybe how we've communicated lifestyle but like the importance of prioritizing healthy eating and regular activity um for long-term and short-term health I think is something that has 
sort of not received, I don't think, enough airtime. Um, but it is definitely got to be a priority. Yeah, no, so true. Um, so true. It's hard to get through to people's heads sometimes. Mm. <laughs> Sadly, it can take having chronic fatigue or a breakdown before we get people to realise that they need to make this time for themselves. So I suppose my goal in sharing some content that I do is getting them to realise that they need to make the steps before things get that bad. Definitely, definitely. Um, I want to touch on social media and fitness a little bit more. I know, like, obviously your following has grown um, a huge amount over the time you've been doing it. And it's been, I've been following, I've been OG followers. I've obviously been friends with you, like, more recently, but following for quite a while, we've been following each other. But so I've seen your content evolve um, and it's been amazing to see. And you've mentioned some of the t- the benefits we can take from social media r- around fitness, like accessible workouts, things that are beginner friendly that we can save, new things we can try. Um, like, for example, when I started yoga last year, I started following a lot of different yoga accounts of people around Dublin, got friendly with teachers, and it created this whole community in real life, which was an incredible experience. Um, but I think an important thing that we should touch on is particularly with fitness, and because we've mentioned kind of obsessing about it, it can be really hard. And I say this as a doctor and a human being to not compare ourselves to what people are doing online, or at least what people say they are doing. And I guess I'd love to know if you've any tips from being someone who has a big following, but also I'm sure follows um, other fitness people in that space, how to help us sort of not compare ourselves and focus on just us, um, you know, only comparing ourselves to our past selves and focusing on being better as individuals, not being a better version of someone that we follow. Does that make sense? Hopefully it does. You know, so much sense. What I would say is, well, firstly, the number of followers means absolutely nothing. Uh, like Amen. It, it's, oh, my God. <laughs> it's down to the number of, well, firstly, I think the number of people you can help, but also are you just happy sharing what you're sharing? Are you just sharing, like, got a half-exposed picture because you know that's what's going to get you likes? Mm. Or are you sharing yourself going out for a walk at the weekend because that's genuinely what makes you happy? Um, we just get so sucked into likes and followers and that's where personally with my own account like things stagnate by times and I'm like you know what I'm okay with it because in the height of its growth I was in the height of my most unstable mental self and just posting abs and posting calorie comparisons and what I knew people would feed into whereas now thank god social media is starting to shift but I post what makes me happy and what I think may at other times make may help other people get happy and that is completely stemming from falling to my lowest point because I was comparing myself to other people on social media so much um first of all from someone who had a, a smaller following and um, god it's not big by any means in comparison to other people still but when it was smaller comparing myself to other people on their fitness journey um it was just so bad for my mental health and we all live different stories we all have different lifestyles you can't work out as much as that person or you can't do yoga as much as that person you're never going to look like that person because it's genetics and we forget this and then even myself lately from a new world that I sometimes step into which is this and I hate using the word influencer side of things I know I hate that word too (laughs) I absolutely hate it (laughs) but it is at the end of the day but yeah even like I support so many other influencers and what they do, mm. but I have to mute myself or mute mute them, mute their accounts completely and just focus on accounts that are 
spreading messages like what I want to to make sure I don't become um like I don't suffer from imposter syndrome because I think when you try and soak up too many people on social media you start to lose yourself in wanting to become like them because they make their life seem so appealing when in reality they could be falling apart behind the scenes or maybe they're not but that's what I was I was falling apart behind the scenes but I had people saying they wanted this and they wanted that when in reality my life wasn't that good so like I guess when it comes to my advice on on helping people not compare themselves Mm. from whatever side of it you're at whether it's someone else in fitness someone else as an influencer someone else in your career path is to just well obviously try and limit social media time as much as possible um but the the mute function on instagram (laughs) it's the best function i have ever come across on Mm. any social platform because it's like hey i still support you i still want you to do well and what you do your content isn't really supporting my mental health and it's kind of affecting how I want to live or affecting just who I'm becoming a little bit so I'm going to mute you I'm going to mute your post mute your story sorry you might be a ghost follower for them but when you have the time when you feel like you're in the right headspace you can go back on go into all these accounts and support them catch up comment and mm. um, and I guess just being really aware of your thought process as you're scrolling through your Instagram if you find that you're telling yourself some negative things um, about your body image or your, your where you are in life, your relationship, you know, maybe you're living at home and they're not, that you just become really aware of your thoughts. And yeah. if it's becoming negative, put the phone down, you know, get outside, live in the real world. Absolutely. I think I, could, I really couldn't agree more. It's something I had to, I just got so aware of over the last year of my own fitness journey obviously like I can be a doctor but also as I say a human being a fallible human being at that but we are all prone to those comparisons um and I think it just ties in so well with your hashtag redefining fitness like I say a lot of the times about social media that we you really have to be mindful of what fills your feed because yeah. what fills your feed is ultimately partly what fills your head even if we don't intend it to subconsciously on some level it does get us you know yeah and, and you know, Say you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with yeah and I think that is really stepping into social media as well these days I think yeah there's the average five people you spend the most time with in you know real life but then the five people whose accounts you're soaking up every time you open your phone totally it's worth thinking about you know definitely and I think yeah it's just so important because ultimately like you know as you say genetics real life we're not meant to be like each other. We are meant to be individual. It is the nature of human life to be unique, to have no one person the same. And I think even twins, you know, there are subtle differences. They're not exactly the same. Um, And that sort of over-focus on a concept of perfection, which really just doesn't exist because what you think is perfect is totally different to what I think is perfect. And yet a lot lot of the times, um, as you rightly said about people's relationship with fitness, the right shoes have to be on the right foot. Um, and if it's starting off with a goal of looking like someone else, we've got to scale, scale that back completely. Um, I think that's it really can't be said enough. And you could do a whole podcast episode in and of itself, although we've kind of spent most of this podcast episode talking about it. Exactly. It is, it is so important. I listened to a podcast recently on the Carl Henry podcast, and he had um, someone on talking about how followers don't equal qualifications, which I thought was brilliant. Um and I saw someone else call for like a similar blue tick, but for like recognized qualifications, especially from a healthcare perspective, which I thought was a really good idea. 
Yeah, like they like a different color take or something like this would be amazing. I Definitely. do think though, like it's hard because sometimes there is such hate given to mm. I has a, in any way big social media following. Like True. I, I would often get comments about my form and things on workouts and I think they think that I'm not a human being and I don't read those comments and that I'm actually a qualified personal trainer <laughs> yeah exactly how do you like do you have any particular social media controls this is something I'm really interested in at the moment like I personally don't scroll um and I don't use my phone or social media anyway for the first hour of my day trying to nail the last hour but I'm not succeeding at the minute <laughs> but I don't scroll and I'm just curious do you have any sort of controls on your own use like obviously there's only so much you can share and reply to um given the yeah. number of people that do follow but honestly it's something I'm constantly struggling with and trying to work on there was a while where I got really good at not going on my phone in the morning or the evening mm. but now I do tend to go on at morning and evening because I'm wanting to get back to some people um more so than soaking up and scrolling it's actually getting back to other people okay um, that I I need to definitely set more boundaries for myself and realize I'm one person and yeah <laughs> I can't get back to everyone so I think it's I've been had to realize myself over the past while that I'm just not going to get back to most people at the end of the day and if that's some, like some people would send you a message four times to be like hello have you saw this I'm like hello yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I need some social media and there's 99 more that I can't touch <laughs> <laughs> exactly um so listen it's definitely one I'm working on it's hard when when you're kind of working in it as well to limit that time definitely I know and as we know these apps are designed to be addictive so it's kind of like they keep you coming back you have to be so on the ball about it it's something I'm just going to keep talking about because I think we have to be so mindful of our relationship with social media um like I think like particularly Instagram is the one everyone's on I guess but it has so many positives but it can have so many negatives and we just have to keep the balance in, yeah. in the positive it's, side. It's the reason I think that I fell into the most negative hole of my whole entire life and hopefully will be the most negative space I will ever be in and it's in my past. And mm. now it's also the reason that I've probably come back out of it and that I'm able to help so many more people and maybe prevent them from doing the same or if they're stuck in that situation, help them out of it. So yeah. it's been it's been the absolute negative and it's been the absolute positive of my life um, and I wish the negative never happened but that's just the power of social media and it does inform your positives that you share you know and the message that you build which yeah. as I say hindsight as they say is twenty twenty vision but you know we do we do learn we learn from our failures I think we don't say that enough but we do learn from our failures and anyone listening it's okay to fail like that's what makes us better we can't, can't go through life succeeding at everything it's just physically not possible no it's not the last point I wanted to touch on and finish on really was around figuring out fitness that we enjoy so um I've spoken a little bit on my Instagram about obviously you've just finished your nutrition coaching course and you were doing case studies and it was sort of how you and I became friendly was that I ended up working with you and you sort of coached me um, from a nutritional point of view which was absolutely amazing and it's a process over about four or five months and we got really close as a result which was lovely and it made me acutely aware of the importance of enjoying the type of exercise that you do which is something I've been sort of really reflecting on over the last year um, like I often say in my social media, the three things I really, really love are weight training, walks and yoga. And discovering that and the importance of moving in a way you enjoy is something I really try and communicate. So I'd love to sort of get um, 
your opinion on if this is something I get asked quite a bit and I'm probably not the most qualified person to say it so if someone hasn't found the type of exercise they really love and enjoy like instead of looking on social media and feeling inadequate because it feels like everyone's doing this that or the other and they don't like it what's the best thing to do like it is a class is it getting outside or what what do you think it's a it's a hard question because there's some people have tried everything and they feel like they just don't like anything yeah and and I think sometimes that's maybe because we approach it with the wrong mindset. I think if you approach whatever activity it is that you do purely with the thought in your, like taking over your brain as you are doing the movement, that this is to help you get abs or drop body fat, mm. you're never going to enjoy it. So I think whatever movement it is that you're deciding to do, you have to be going in thinking, this is because it's going to benefit my mental health. It's going to help me release endorphins. Um, you know, you need to think of all the other benefits rather than just body fat loss, even though that is, you know, a reason that a lot of the general public need to exercise more. I think another thing is, um, well, obviously, you know, yeah, if you haven't tried running, let's start with your local run club. If you haven't moved at all, try out every single class that you can go to. And like we were speaking about comfort zones, don't be afraid to step outside it because, everyone in that room wherever you go was once in that position and yeah. um, and then also realizing I think on social media these days and it's one that I have suffered from myself and it's feeling like you have to choose one method and you need to just get brilliant at that that it's not okay to be mediocre at doing weights and mediocre doing running and mediocre at doing yoga you know, that you need to have this one sport like MMA and you need to be the best at it. Yeah. It's okay to not be fantastic at anything and just enjoy a little bit of everything. Um, I, yeah, that's bad. I like, totally agree with that. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, no, that, that's basically, I think, the most important point I wanted to make because I think, you know, like I decided I wanted to get into weights and then felt like I just had to continuously progress, get stronger, hit PBs week after week. When was my next, you know, one rep max is going to be and then I kind of realized I also really like running and doing one rep maxes doesn't support that so who cares yeah. if I'm not lifting heavier next week that's not what life is about I enjoy lifting this and I enjoy running this so that's what I'm going to do who cares if I can't do a handstand I still like yoga so I'm going to talk about it you know and yeah. we don't need to be the best at everything and I think when you accept that thought you start to enjoy everything a little bit more when you realize you don't need to constantly progress at whatever movement it is that you choose and you can constantly change up what you're doing I have a friend who lives in Abu Dhabi and um she goes to like at the beginning of the week she'll sit down and book different fitness classes and every single week it's just as many different classes as she can find like mm. last week's Kangoo is it called Kangoo you know those I bouncy I've never even heard of oh my god like the bouncy thing yeah it's like this bouncy shoe that you put on your foot <laughs> amazing sure. oh my god that's so cool yeah, just keep changing it up I think will be the best that's my Zumba it's still the thing I haven't done yet in 2019 I did try reformer and I have done a hike so I'm two out of three but I have to try Zumba so it's going to be Zumba in Galway at this stage when I move but I think that's so important because it is really it, it's really admirable to have goals and I know a lot of people listening might be training for something it might be to I don't know squat their body weight or run a marathon or do a triathlon or just run a 5k or walk a 5k and I think it's amazing to have goals but at the same time it's totally okay not to it's absolutely fine like I 
can hand to my heart say I have absolutely no fitness goals at the moment beyond well I'm just reminded myself I haven't tried Zumba but in the past when I've over focused on lifting x weight or doing x amount of pull-ups that's when I've just pushed too far and instead focusing on what I enjoy and not worrying about what yoga pose I can do or can't do or what weight I can lift or can't lift or how many days a week I made it to the gym you know just focusing on enjoying it and when I want to go and knowing I enjoy it I think that's something that is really hard to learn but it's valuable yeah social media makes people feel like they need to progress and they need to squat this and they need to run that but you don't and you're still as amazing as a human being or blogger or influencer if you're not striving to get a personal best you know yeah and exactly and as you say the mental trumps the physical no matter what Um, like our worth is not defined on a what we eat but that is a totally separate conversation but b how many workouts we did in a week like it really really doesn't um define us I think we have to a message that's come out to me quite a lot in your content is that sort of concept of self-acceptance just as you are like literally as Colin Firth says in Bridget Jones diary just as you are um (laughs) but I think that's a really important message um which is probably the last point I'll I'll leave with our listeners I think the key things that I've taken and I think our listeners should take from our chat is that mental trumps physical because that has to be your foundation of what you're doing no matter whether that's working out or going to work or being with family and friends and not being afraid to get out of comfort zones um using the hashtag redefining fitness love that that's going to trend now I'm going to make that my mission to make a trend and the fourth thing I think second last thing is uh trying to avoid comparison and filling our feeds with things that make us feel positive and motivated and inspired and finally moving for enjoyment I think that's definitely the most valuable lesson to take and it's something definitely you and I have as individuals found to be a really valuable lesson but it's something I'd love our listeners to take from our chat particularly with your tips just give everything a go don't be afraid to and bring someone with you like I'm definitely bringing a friend to Zumba because there's no way I'm going on my own (laughs) (laughs) exactly but if you that's, don't with you, that's okay too. <laughs> totally, yeah. And to be honest, it's unlikely I'm going to get any friend or family member to come to Zumba with me. So unless I pay them, which might happen. But anyway, um, Natalie, I'd love to just ask you one last question. And it is, if you could leave our listeners with one um, tip to bring a bit of Irish balance into their lives, whether they live in Ireland or not, is this something I ask every guest before um, they head away? Wow, I love that question. Um, yeah, I know I'm playing on the name of my blog. It's, it's yeah. not very innovative, but <laughs> I think I would say plan one hike a month. I okay. think that's possible for everyone. Um, because you can't, you know yourself, we both love walking. You can't underestimate how much getting outdoors mm-hmm. rather than going to the gym sometimes just mm-hmm. helps reevaluate everything, feels so much better. Um, about whatever it is that's going on in your life and I was you know what I was thinking I'd probably get asked a question like this and I was like would it be do this so many times a week or eat this once a week or you know have a probiotic food but I was like if you can do this once a month mm. everyone's to-do list is big enough I think that's one that you can fit in there whether it's one hike or one you know walk in a new forest plan something outdoors that is like exploration once a month I absolutely love that. I have a friend, um, Catherine, she'll, if she's listening, she'll, I'll give her a shout out, but she's at the Sporty Dietitian on Instagram and she 
calls it vitamin N, vitamin nature. And I think it's such a good phrase because it really is so, isn't it brilliant? It's so therapeutic. Like, yes, vitamin D is important, but vitamin N people, brilliant. Um, I love that. Thank you. And we forget about it too. Like I was the same this morning. I planned to go to the gym, but the sun came in my window and I was like, I want to go for a walk. I want to be outside um, in nature. So that's, you know, what I did and that's totally fine. Um, And it actually can really, really benefit your mental health just to get outside for a few minutes every day. Exactly. It Like, it's crazy how much of a difference it makes. Double whammy. Thank you so much, Natalie. I really appreciate your time. I'd love if you could let people know if they aren't following you already, where to find you, if you have a website, any upcoming events that you want to flag, um, just anything you want to let people know about. Yeah, sure. Um, so my Instagram is at Natalie Lennon underscore, and that's Natalie with a H. Lovely. And honestly, I put a, quite a lot of time into posts there every day that I haven't got to update my website at all. Um, but it is there and it's nathalielennon.ie and there's a contact form there if anyone wants to contact me. With regards to upcoming events, um, God, there's a few that might have passed by the time this is aired. But mm. um, do you know what? If if there is enough time, I'm planning a trip for people who want to get out of their comfort zones and travel that are afraid to do so because you don't have that other half or maybe your mm. other half doesn't want to. And um, as of today, I think there is three spaces left for anyone and explore Bali all around the island of Bali with us. Um, oh, stop. Amazing. Sounds lovely. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that I'm planning at the minute. Um, and yeah, I'll leave it on that. If anyone wants to um, send me a message about this podcast or anything you heard, uh, we'd both love to hear, I'm sure. Brilliant. I would highly recommend giving Natalie a follow. It is a really, really positive positive um way to fill your instagram feed with lots of inspiration um so honestly and thank you for your time i'm really grateful for it i know how valuable time is as we've discussed and thank you for sharing um your experience and wisdom with our listeners um, so guys thank you so much for tuning in uh, you know where to find natalie and if you have any questions or feedback on this episode just give us a shout and um, you know where to find me um as well so look thanks for tuning in and we will uh, i'll see you guys for the next um episode talk to you soon guys just a quick little ps on that episode to let you know that that is going to be the last episode for a few weeks just while i take a break to move my life to go away and start a new job so i'll be sharing all of that with you guys um in what we'll call i guess a season two of my podcast but for the moment um i'm really glad everyone has enjoyed all the episodes so far if this was your first episode again you've got loads to go back through and if you're a regular listener i'm so grateful that you have given your time to the irish balance podcast and that you've enjoyed it so as always you know where to find me at the irish balance on instagram particularly you can drop me an email or drop a, a message on the podcast too and if there's any topics or guests you'd like to see always do let me know and i can do my best to try and get them on so yeah thank you for tuning in really really delighted to have you and it won't be long before we're back with some new episodes on the irish balance podcast <laughs>